You are listening to the Into Athletics Podcast. This is your host, Adrian Rangel. Join me as I sit down with parents, coaches, athletes, and doctors to discuss everything fitness, performance, rehab, and of course, my favorite topic, life. Welcome back to the Into Athletics Podcast. This is your host, Adrian Rangel. And I'm with my co-host, uh, Coach Nick Green, today. Uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing well, man. How are you? Doing good, man. It's, uh, the weeks are flying by. Mm-hmm. It's already Wednesday. Uh, trying to push out this uh, content out to everybody. Uh, we're going to actually get right into it, though, because Nick and I have a lift we are going to do after this, so we got to get it in. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Nick? So we got two different topics. Uh, the first topic is going to be uh, the parental influence on young children's physical activity. Um, okay. And we were talking about this earlier in the week, and I wanted to look up a couple different studies, and I found this really cool one um, now. Mind you, I'm probably going to butcher their names, and I hope I don't. Um, It was a study done by Zechevich, Tremblay, Lovzin, and Michelle, Michael. Again, I think I just butchered their names, but I apologize. Um, What they did is they actually examined 102 preschool-aged children, 54 of which were boys. Um, They had a questionnaire that... Uh, regarded family, socio-demographic, and physical activity habits. Um, the children who received the greater parental support for activity and had parents who rated physical activity as highly enjoyable were more significant, uh, significantly more likely to engage in one or more hours of daily physical activity, which is what we're looking for as coaches. Right. Um, but... Um, being an older child, having older parents, watching more than one hour of television or videos per day actually reduced the likelihood that a child would be rated high active, highly active than inactive. Um, and the parents can promote physical activity among their preschoolers, not only by limiting TV, but also by being highly supportive of uh, their children's activity pursuits. Right. Now... Why is this important? Um, this is a good quote I, I had right here. So this is a quote actually from the study, and it, and it goes like this. Quote, in children, physical activity is particularly important as it improves gross and fine motor skill development necessary for academic performance, for example, writing, self-perceived competence, academic as well as athletic, as well as increasing socio-emotional adjustment and self-esteem. Physical activity in groups and games also have social benefits in that they offer children opportunities to learn new skills while developing friendships. So not only is having kids that are more physically active beneficial physically, but mentally as well. Right. Um, There's also another quote that I wanted to share with you guys, and it goes, uh, quote, according to social learning theory, individuals learn their habits and attitudes toward physical activity very early in their development by observing and imitating their parents. I wanted to emphasize that. And according to Welk, Wood, and Morse, there are two aspects of parental behaviors that promote physical activity in children. Number one would be the role modeling, which refers to parental encouragement, involvement, i.e. participating in physical activity with their child and facilitation as as providing access and opportunities for the child to be active. For example, transportation to arenas and parks. So 
The parents play a huge role in helping their kid or demonstrating to their kid why they need to be doing physical activity. Again, it's not just for physical benefits, but also for mental health and emotional health as well. Um, But what I was thinking when I was reading this article is the negative aspect of it is, Mm -hmm. you know, you have some parents that don't really encourage their kids to work out or even be physically active. Mm -hmm. They're okay with their kids sitting in front of the TV. But then you have the other side of the coin where the parent is way too strict, way too hard on their children when it comes to physical activity, maybe making certain comments or discouraging the kids from working out. Um, Or not doing enough. Or not doing enough, absolutely. I think there needs to be a good balance between the both. Um, And again, anyone out there, don't take this as me um, critiquing anyone's parenting skills. I'm just going off of the information that I've read in these studies and my own experiences with my niece and nephew. You know, I wish they would be a little more active But if I push them too hard, I know that they're going to shut down. And that's the last thing I want is for any kid, any client to shut down. Positive reinforcement is key. And that's sort of how I coach. Well, I think the the reality of it is, is we we're in the trenches every day with these kids. So Mm -hmm. we're getting them in an environment that it it seems like, well, anyway, here that they want to be in. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So and it's just kind of. And the reason why I'm just going to kind of go back a little bit. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this a little bit on this podcast is because um, during this quarantine funk or and we're coming back and things, I understand people got, you know, a little off kilter, off their schedule. Um, you know, I guess we can all say we uh, we got a little, you know, a little bit more downtime. So we got a little lazy. I mean, let's just be realistic about it. Right. Um, we did. And, and it, it, it's just what happened. Um, and what happens is we're, we're seeing or what I'm seeing is I'm, we're starting to see or I'm seeing um, these kids pick up a little bit more as far as their sessions. Now, by no means is this any kind of sales gimmick where I want you all to come in and come in and come in. Trust me. Um, I'm just being totally transparent, being real with you. Right. Um, excuse me. You know, some some kids fall off the map. And I feel like um, when they first came in here for their initial assessment or something like that, um, it was more of like they're gun ho about it. This is what they're going to do. Um, and I understand there's, you know, a pandemic going on. Don't get me wrong. I know that's really important. Um, but, you know, we're doing all we can to as a business and as uh, into athletics as gym to keep it clean and things. But right. um, people are falling off the map a little bit. And I kind of just wanted to know or and wanted Nick to dig in a little bit of that research and, and things like that and talk about it on the podcast because I want to know why. Like, what's influencing that? I know we got more downtime. I know there's a pandemic. But what other things can be influencing that? Is it their parents? Is it their motivation? Like, what is it? You know, right. and – um, I'm the kind of coach that has a tendency to want to reach out. So whether it's on the Train Heroic app, whether it's personal on the phone, or I reach out to the parent, I want to know what's going on. Um, and by like, again, I'm going to say it again, like, by no means is it a sales tactic at all, but I want to know um, what's what's keeping them from coming besides um, being, you know, we're limiting our groups, we're doing our things, but um, is it parental influence at mm-hmm. all? Like, is it something like, oh, it's okay. Is it easier for the parents to say, um, you, you could play Xbox all day? You know, I got to go to work. You're right. good. 
Right. You know, we're yeah. good. Don't worry about it. You know, um, you know, does, is the kid even asking, hey, can I go outside and play? No, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, again, I'm going to bring up, I understand that there's a pandemic going on. I'm not saying that that's not important. I'm not saying it's not real, whatever. Um, but what I'm saying is like, what, what what's influencing that that uh, inconsistency here with the right. kids coming in and out? Right. Um, and quite honestly, I'm actually finding a lot more adults are being more consistent, which is, which uh, is, which awesome. is good yeah. because I'm sure, you know, a lot of the adults I work with have kids. So yeah. um, they see that and they want to come in and, and it's pretty cool. But, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to share that because I, I mean, I know Nick kind of started with, you know, right into the research, which is great. Cause we wanted to jump right in, but you know, why we thought about this topic, like, yeah. um, you know, does that make sense? No, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, we've, I think right now it's, it's a combination of two different factors. One yes would be the parental, um, factor, but also would be uh, the other one. The other factor would be the self motivation from the young athlete. Um, of course, if the kid isn't old enough to drive, they're not going to be able to come when they want to. So they have to work it around or schedule around their parents' schedule. Yeah, and single parents. Absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's tough. You know. I mean, I was. Um, I, I know a lot of friends that were raised uh, single parent homes, and it's not. Uh, it's not easy by by any means, you know, finding a sitter, especially during this pandemic. You right. know, I mean, it's it's certainly hard. And again, we're not take we're not downplaying the seriousness of this pandemic. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of factors um, to look at when it comes to self-motivation for the young athletes. And I, I, I for me, what I got from the study uh, was that. Um, their surroundings, their environment play a big role uh, into whether they have that internal motivation to want to be better uh, as an athlete <clears throat> right. or just become healthier in general. Right. Yeah, and it's like the kids that are that when they're young, they're not going to understand like if I take this long off, and especially if they like to play sports, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of kids like to play sports. Their friends play it. They like competing. You know, like to win, whatever. Um, you know, they just like it. You know, not saying they're going to the next level or whatever, but um, what I'm saying is like what what the kids don't understand is when they take that long period of time off and it's really, really hard to bounce back. Right. You you see, especially three months off, man. Mm -hmm. Let's just talk about that. Like three months off, if you really didn't do anything, Mm -hmm. it's going to take a little bit to bounce back. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Some are some are probably going to benefit more from that three month off than others. But those who are really trying to compete are going to have a hard time, right. you know, if they allow sports to play here in Virginia. So, um, you know, and since the kids don't understand that concept, I think it's important, especially since the parents are paying for this yeah. and they're the ones devoting a little bit of their time is to understand that the consistency really is key here um, for their physical health, mental health, right. You know, emotional, like everything plays a part in this. Yeah. Um, so, and again, it goes right back to what Nick was saying. You know, they're going to practice what they see. So if they see their parents getting up, not making excuses in regards to why they can't do something, um, you know, can't go walking, can't go to the gym, mm-hmm. um, can't, you know, buy some home equipment, bands, something like that, right. and do stuff at home, the kid's probably not going to do it. Right. Because um, from my own experience, when I was a kid, I remember getting dropped, and I was telling this story the other day. I remember getting dropped off um, the school bus. My mom was a fitness instructor, um, an aerobics instructor, like the boxes and stuff where you step up with the music and stuff. Like the step uh, class. The step class, yeah. man. The old school step class. Those my were brother, awesome. My mother was a fan of step class, oh, and man. she still does it, too. Oh, oh yeah. man, that's awesome. Um, and what I'm saying is, like, I remember 
I remember seeing that. So mm-hmm. I was always in that environment. She always went walking. She always went running. She was a, a she was an aerobics instructor. My dad was always in the gym. He ran marathons. He was always doing something. I was literally dropped off at the YMCA all day long. I was there all day long. Yeah. You know, I was young, and uh, maybe I shouldn't have been dropped off. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but but you know, I was there by myself with my cousin, right. my friends, all day long. Basketball, running, swimming. I was in that environment. The reason why I'm in the environment is because they put me there. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they put me in situations that they knew. I mean, I'm hoping that I don't know. They, they, I feel like they knew was going to benefit me in the long run. Sure. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it's funny because my sister, my my brother, and my two sisters were not really. You know, I'm not saying they're not into it, but I mean, I'm more of gun ho about the fitness industry, mm-hmm. obviously, yeah. um, and my health, um, because I was surrounded by that. They put me in those situations, you know, yeah. um, and not them, them not so much. And it's like, you know, if you just, I, I think, I, and I'm not a parent by any means, again, like back to Nick, Nick was saying, it's like, we're not, I'm not trying to give no parental advice because I'm not, a, I don't have any kids, but um, I feel like personally, from my experience, if you put them in those positions, it'll help. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and that's why I tell the kids or the parents, even one time a week will build a foundation. Yeah. Let's get them exposed. You know, mm-hmm. there's no way a kid's going to know if they like doing something unless right. they're exposed. Right. Now, once you expose them and going back to what you were saying, you know, the rides and things like that, if they want to do it, then I feel like it's something that you, you should support because absolutely. it's going to help them. Um, so yeah, man, I, I just wanted to go on that tangent a little bit about my personal experience about why I'm into it. I don't know about you, oh, but absolutely. that's kind of how I was. Yeah, no, for me, I mean, growing up, I was always a young athlete. You know, my first sport was soccer. I got into, uh, got into baseball, little league. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get into football until I was actually in middle school. Um, but by that time, to be quite honest, I wasn't quite sure if football is really what I wanted to do, but I knew that all of my friends were playing football. Mm-hmm. So, you know, up until I was playing football, I, I was, you know, I was riding bikes outside, playing tag, you know, staying out until the street lights came on, all that good stuff. But I didn't really have anything uh, as far as organized workouts or fitness plans or anything like that. I was just doing my own thing. Yeah, me neither. Um, but it wasn't until, again, I was in middle school that um, I decided to join the football team. And my grandmother, as a gift, gave me some personal training sessions with um, two trainers that I want to give a shout out to. Damon Lee, Don Belote. Uh, they're pretty much the ones who put the seed in my head as far as fitness and health goes and nice. helped me grow to where I, I am today. Um, so big shout out to them. But nice. for, for me... Um, it wasn't really about performing better. It was about joining my friends. And from there, I found that I love playing football. I love being in that team atmosphere and competing. And um, that's sort of what helped me. I mean, yes, I saw my mother go to step classes and all these other workout classes, but I never really paid any mind. But she uh, always wanted me to get into sports, and so did my dad. Um, my dad wanted me to play football and baseball and soccer, and uh, they definitely encouraged me, but they didn't push me to the point where I hated it. you know. Right. And, and I think finding that fine line in between 
over pursuing or pushing your kid to their breaking point and then not supporting at all is it's tough it's 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 a tough balance especially with work and everything going on especially now with so many different restrictions where can we go how many people can be in there right. do you have a face covering or not right. or have you been tested it's it's a lot harder obviously now but um like adrian <clears throat> said before consistency is the key that's how you build a solid foundation. You know, you're not going to learn how to do uh, a hang clean if you do a hang clean once every month. Right. You know, you got to build, you got to be consistent. And that's, that's what we're trying to do here with these kids is create a solid foundation. But it's not just about fitness and working out. It's about discipline. Right. That they know that they have three miles on the bike. Yep. And uh, shout out to the athletes that uh, do three miles. Um, oh, it's only like one, <laughs> but don't hey, go too ham. I'm, on I'm just saying, on, I'm just saying <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. Um, but you know, it's, it's about being consistent and, uh, discipline as well. You know, can they keep up with the schedule that we give them? Not just the schedule to come in, but also the fitness schedule, the workout schedule, the routine, you know, can they come in here when they don't want to come in here, when they don't feel the greatest, when they right. feel a little down, um, but normally, every time they come in and they feel down, when they leave, they got smiles on their faces. They're happy they're here. Their endorphins are pumping. Yeah. And they had a great time. Yeah. Yeah, and they're learning new things, too. And they're around other people. And that's what I was explaining to the couple kids that that came in here that, uh, like an hour ago. Like, n- not, not every session is going to be, um, like, the greatest. Like, you're not going to – it's right. going to be kind of hard. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be frustrating because right. – there's some things that we're going to put you through that it's not necessarily like going to make you throw up or anything, but right. um, that are just hard to get. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, let's just be, some kids do can't even stand on one foot, right. you know. So um, that's frustrating. So when somebody's trying to just balance on one foot on a foam or doing something like that, it's frustrating. And yeah. um, they sh- they think they should be able to do it, but they it's hard, um, you know. So we're putting in those situations, and and I try to tell them all the time, and when during the assessments and things, is like. You know, we got to think about how this carries over into everyday life. Like when stuffs get hard, like friendships, relationships, excuse me, homework on the team didn't make the spot. When things get hard, can they continue to push through? Mm-hmm. And not only that, but two or three weeks later down the road, are they improving? And when they see that improvement, they're like, "This is what happens when I'm staying consistent. Right? I see results. Right? And this is this is what I this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes more or less um, them scheduling, them asking the parents to come in things like that. But, and I love that. And that's the goal. You know, that's the goal is to teach them that. Um, But lately, and the reason again, for this topic is when you see a little drop off, um, you always wonder, you know, what what's causing that, you know, besides um, what, what's going on in the world right now, besides besides that, let's just put that aside. Um, You know, how what's influencing their decisions to, to come in or, or not to come in. Right. Um, you know, especially if it's not the pandemic or not financially, what's, what's the other fat factors that they're playing that that's playing a part in that. Um, you know, and, and I think it is, man, I think you, that, that research that you looked up and things is like, it's right on, right on the dot. Yeah. You know, if the parents are not doing something their kids can see as a positive when it comes to fitness and health I don't think they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because they, I don't know how many times I've heard a kid say, well, you don't, you're not in here doing it. I don't see you in here doing it. Mm. And I'm like, ooh. And I'm like, first I'm like, hey, yeah. don't talk to your mom like that. Yeah, but then I'm like, that. oh, wait a minute. But do they have a point? But, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. But do they have a point? Yeah. 
And you wonder, and you're like, kids are going to say something. The kids are always going to say something. Of course. And I'm like, Ew, when you step back and you're like, man, that, that actually like, actually was kind of cold, mm. but it was kind of true. Like, yeah. but, you know, so I, what, what, I, what we're trying to say is like, um, I feel like if you put your kids in those situations a little bit and kind of, you know, kind of push them a little bit in those situations, but you have to be doing it too, in my opinion. Right. Now, I'm not saying you have to come here. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to sell you. I'm not trying to do that. Um, what I'm saying is if you show that a little effort um, on your end in regards to health and fitness, I think your kids will follow. Yep. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, I mean, what else factors you can possibly really think of? I mean, besides, you know, I know a lot of kids go through, which I had um, someone from uh, or someone talk about on the podcast before in regards to like anxiety, sports anxiety and things like that around, you know, a group of people, which that's almost like a whole different topic, right. which we try to do really well working on. You know, if you have to take kids to the side, Nick, and work with them while working with the other group or vice versa, then mm-hmm. we try to do really well with trying to separate um, those kids and kind of give them more of like that individualized attention if need be when, when sure. needed. you know what I mean? Yep. Um, but yeah, man. So it's, it's, I'm curious really, you know, later down the road, how, how this, um, how the government or how this pandemic is going to shift and what we're going to do. And if it's, if we're going to see the numbers come up, if we're going to see the numbers go down, um, and what the kids are going to do, you know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, what it's, I, I wonder also if, if it's going to be something at, like where we see these people come in, they're really, really consistent. So, cause we, cause you know, just as well as I know that the kids that are really consistent in here. Um, and if it's going to be one of those, um, I drop off cause I have to, um, or, or what, you know what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So, what else did that research have to say? You know, like, so that was pretty much it. it but it, the biggest takeaway that I got from that was that there was a huge parental influence on children's physical activity or lack of. So, again, I think this will be the third time of us saying this. We're not parents. We're not trying to tell anyone how to parent their kid. We just want people to be. Um, aware that what they're doing, um, their kids are following. You know, they're following their example. Um, so try and be the best that you can be as far as motivating your kid, being interested in your kid. You know, I mean, we know that you're not going to be able to make every game, every practice. But I'll tell you what, when I was a kid, every game, every practice, I looked out into the stands to see if my mother was there, my grandmother, my dad. At, uh, it, it matters. And those kids will remember those times, even if you might not. So yeah. just uh, just make sure that, you know, you're, you're interested in your kids' habits, whether it's inside the gym, being active outside, or at home. You know, make sure that you're interested and invested. That makes a huge difference. Yeah. And it's hard. I'm going to tell you back on that, like looking in the stands, I don't recall. I played every sport possible, every sport possible when I could. My mom signed me up for everything. And dude, she raised four kids single. You know what I mean? Most of the time when we went with our dad for the summer, but you know, school year, pretty much all year long, she had all of us and she raised us, you know, sports. She didn't miss a game. I I don't remember my mom missing one game. She was always early. She was always there. And back to what you said, it, it, that, that matters right there. 
You oh, know what yeah. I mean? That that's huge. Yeah. Um, that support system that you have, and then you know my dad moving over from my senior year to watch me play football um, to Virginia and to be closer to the family, and then all the family was going to the football games like that. That, that that's a huge deal. Yeah. And then what I don't like going on off of that is um, going. I guess I'm going on another tangent. I guess is I don't seeing that growing up as a kid, watching a mom raise four kids and never miss a game. <laughs> always take you to practice, which occasionally my friends would because we know we like to ride with our friends. Right. But um, she never missed a game, flag football, all of it, right? Um, and then when people tell me that they can't make it to the gym because, and I'm like, but why? Like, yeah. like why? I mean, I, I don't. I'm not trying to get personal and like say like tell me the reason. Really, but yeah, we don't like, know. We don't know. Yeah. But the the thing is, it's like I, I just it's hard for me to yeah. get that concept of right. What's the excuse, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's like, and it's not a shot to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not pointing fingers at no one or, or nothing by any means. But, you know, don't look, don't, don't be surprised if you tell me something and I look at you like, um, but that's really not a good reason. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. especially when they come in here and they're like, I want my kid to do this. I want my kid to work out here. I heard y'all were good. I want to do this. I want him to be able to compete. Okay, I'll look over to the son or daughter. You want to do this? You want to compete, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is what I want to do. And then four weeks goes down the road, and they haven't scheduled only but one session. And I'm like, what's what's the excuse? I'm going into the tangent again. Right. And it's like, oh, I want to do this. We're doing this instead. We're doing that instead. Uh, We'll be there. And then they come back three weeks prior to season, and it's like, um, we need to get in there. And I'm like, but I don't get it. You know what I mean? And that's a whole different tangent, too. And I'm not yeah. trying to get, like, I'm not bashing anybody by any means. I'm just wondering, like, what is and what causes that con- inconsistency in this, um, especially working with the youth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Understand rides and stuff are hard. Um, but, yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's uh, – you got any other takes on that? <clears throat> not on that, but honestly, I think this is a great segue into the next topic, which would be inconsistency in fitness. Okay. Um, so I read an article by another strength coach. His name is Matt Skeffington. Um, I think I pronounced that right. Um, the article was titled, Why You're Inconsistent with Your Workouts and How to Fix It. Um, first, I think the, the first few sentences I, I saw, uh, it was a pretty alarming statistic. And it said that 80 to 90% of people who make a New Year's resolution to join a gym to get in shape, eat better, etc., quit within the first 30 days, 80 to 90%. That is huge. Um, And one of the main reasons why people quit um, or just stop is uh, they just don't enjoy it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And this gentleman, Matt, uh, he says that um, to be able to be consistent, um, to have people want to come back, they need to enjoy what they're doing. Um, and that's where we come in. Um, but coming to the gym, signing up at a new gym, that can be pretty intimidating. You know, you have this huge facility with a bunch of weights clanging, big muscle-bound dudes walking around, people in um, either short shorts or spandex. And it, it, it definitely Why are you describing it, yourself right I'm now? I'm just saying, I like, <laughs> I like to wear short shorts. <laughs> I like to show a little kneecap. It's okay. Um, but uh, it can be very intimidating. And, you know, it, it almost seems like it's a, um, 
production line. You know, traditional gyms, like get, they'll get you to come in. They'll give you the spiel about how much money it'll cost you. They'll show you around, and then they'll have you sign paperwork, and then they'll say, okay, have fun. And you don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but this gentleman, Matt, says that uh, he actually created uh, a list, top five things you can do to help make working out more fun and to help you stay consistent. And I'm, I'm just going to list them one by one and talk about some of these things here. Uh, number five, he says, to make your workouts interesting, more fun, um, and less time-consuming would be to incorporate circuits. Um, so circuits are a great way to break the cycle of mundane training routines, build muscle, burn fat in a short amount of time. You can get a great workout in just 10 to 20 minutes when using circuits. Research also suggests that uh, short, intense workouts like circuits are a better way to build strength and burn fat over traditional cardio, aerobic exercises like 30 minutes on a treadmill, bike, or stair stepper. Um, So people who aren't familiar with circuits, um, they combine anywhere between three and eight exercises, all done sequentially, back to back to back. Uh, typically combining exercises that target the entire body, not just body parts. Uh, Number four, he says, try new equipment. Um, We actually just got a new belt squat machine in here, which hopefully we can get a lot more people on. I know it looks intimidating, but you'd be surprised how good of a workout you can get just by trying something new. Uh, The number three He says, join a group class, which in addition to the coach's support, of course, we're going to talk you up. We're going to give you encouragement. But you you also have a room full of like-minded individuals all cheering and celebrating your success alongside you. Uh, Number two, add variety to your favorite workouts and exercises. So there are a number of different ways that you could change up the same routine. You can increase the number of sets or reps. You can increase the duration of the exercise. You can decrease the rest time between exercises, increase the resistance, change the resistance, i.e. body weight, kettlebell, medicine ball, etc. You can pause at the top or bottom of the exercise. You can slow down or speed up the motion depending on what you're doing. The number one thing that he said uh, would make working out more enjoyable to help keep you uh, consistent would be having a workout buddy, Mm -hmm. someone there with you to help keep you uh, accountable. Uh, You know, working out with a buddy increases the fun you have um, during your workouts, but it also keeps everyone motivated, um, keep you working hard and consistent. It's also nice. It's also nice to look over and see your buddy, um, you know, struggling along with you. Yeah. You know, you're both sweating, you're both breathing hard, yeah. and uh, right after it, you know, you guys have something else to talk about together outside the gym. Like, oh man, those sit ups, or man, that two miles on the bike that was that was tough. Remember when I almost fell off? Oh yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, it's it's. Uh, I, I totally agree with Matt and what he wrote in this article. You know, I mean. That's what we try and do here at Into Athletics is we try and make things not only fun, but also practical as well. There's a reason why we're doing certain things, Mm -hmm. but also we don't want this to be a very stale environment. Um, You know, we want people to laugh, to have fun. And 
also at the same time learn why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Not just to get bigger biceps or triceps, but to perform at a higher level on the court, on the field, um, and hopefully in the classroom when classes can resume in person, you know, fingers crossed. Right. Um, but that is actually one of the main reasons I also think um, people struggle with staying consistent is they just don't have fun. Yeah. So I think us, um, you and I, Adrian, you know, we, we definitely have a work cut out for us. You know, yeah. we, we try and make it fun. We try and make it enjoyable. No one wants to sit there for an hour with something that they don't like. And then they continually say, oh, why do I have to go? I don't like right. this. And there's so you know? many individual personalities that yep. we have to mold to. And I think some people don't understand how difficult, you know, being a coach in this setting is. Um, I promise you, if you're still, they're going to hate it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just, thank God, was blessed with I'm obnoxious sometimes, mm -hmm. and I get loud, and I can't help it. I mean, I'll just be looking up the ceiling and be like, let's go, and I don't even know what the <laughs> hell I'm saying let's go about. And it, But people are in the room, yeah. and I know if they hear me, you know, I'm there. Oh, you that know? means a lot. Yeah, so it's like um, we have to adapt to so many people. You know, um, if, if again, like going back to that, the anxiety thing, if you have kids that are having anxiety or something like that, we have to adapt to that, right? right. So I think it's important that – we adapt to our people. We know our clients, and we go from there. And it, mm -hmm. it kind of, I think that goes back to what you're talking about. It helps them, them individually enjoy the class. Like right. it helps them enjoy. They're like, ooh, like Coach Nick, like really explained and like broke this stuff down because not a lot of people do that. Right. You see, so you might be really good about breaking it, breaking it, breaking it down, and staying with them until it broke down better than I am, which is great because that's what. I want you here for like, right. you know, I want you to compliment my weaknesses if possible, and vice you, know, versa, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not a competition whatsoever. And we kind of float around and do that. And they get both of our coaching cues and they get both of our, um, uh, coaching styles and stuff like that. So it's like, we try to keep it the same, but there's always more ways to teach like the hinge or something. So right. you might teach it better than I can with somebody or whatever. Um, so, and I, and I think that's the hardest part, you know, as a, as a, you know, being a, uh, a coach in, in this setting. Um, but you're right, man. I, I personally, though, don't um, – I don't – this is just coming from me, though. Like, I personally don't care if I enjoy the workout or not because I know it needs to get done. That's right. just me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I know not everybody's going to listen to that and be like, yeah, whatever. We're not going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You're not always going to enjoy it in that aspect. You know what I mean? Right. I'm the kind of guy that's just like, I know I need to get this done, especially when I was uh, competing in uh, powerlifting. Like my coach gave me something and shout out to Tyler Purdue. He says, I never give him a shout out, but there it is. Cry baby. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but he's like, this is what you got today. And I, I didn't enjoy that. Right. But I knew it was what I needed to do. Yeah. Um, but I get what you're saying too. Like in this environment, we yeah. want the adults and athletes to enjoy it. Right. right. And it's and it's hard to, you know, have that internal motivation. It is. You know, it sounds like you had it, but you knew that, oh man, this is gonna suck. Yeah. Whereas the general population yep. who didn't really grow up in this environment, who don't really work out, finding that internal motivation is tough. Yep. You know. So it always helps to, you know, have these five tips. Yeah. You know, to make things enjoyable, switch it up, make it, keep it fresh. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're here trying to do. Yeah. Make it, make it fun, make it enjoyable, um, while at the same time teaching the reasons why. Yeah, and I love that buddy system too. Like oh, if yeah. you, if you, 
are, and you know somewhere that's providing groups um, and you don't know anybody in the class, gosh, I mean, if there's no uh, commitment for however many months or whatever, like yeah. ask them, say, hey, will you join this for me, with yeah. me for a month? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's definitely going to help yeah. um, because you're going to be able to call each other in the morning. Hey, man, let's wake up. We got yeah. this work to do. Yeah. You know, a yeah, buddy system, definitely. I don't care. I used to think that I did not need anybody to lift, that it slowed me down. Again, just coming back from personal experience. Mm-hmm. To now I regret ever saying that because having a buddy system helps. Oh yeah. Prime example is right now when we finish yeah. this podcast episode, we're going to lift. Oh yeah. Nick and I are going to get a lift in together. Um, and I'll be quite honest with you. If I was doing this podcast, I might just go home right after. say the hell with yeah. it, you know, but it helps. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight up. So take those five tips into account, write them down. Um, think about which one that you can implement on a daily basis. Um, whether at your gym now yeah. or picking a gym facility mm-hmm. or, or anything like that, I feel like it, it would kind of help. So yeah. anything, anything more on that one? Uh, no, not more, but I just wanted to highlight those five. If you guys didn't catch those before, it's incorporating circuits, try new equipment, join a group class, add variety to your favorite workouts and exercises and have a workout buddy. Um, and if you need any more tips, you can, Certainly reach us on the Facebook page, Into Athletics. Uh, give us a call, shoot us a text, email, Carrier Pigeon, however you want to contact us. Carrier Pigeon? <laughs> yeah, being clapping outside and stuff, <laughs> right. trying to get your pigeons in. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, pretty much what we got for today. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the show. Uh, the show. Again, uh, you know, carrying off what Nick was saying, if you have any questions, contact us at, um, at Into Athletics on Facebook or Instagram. Um, don't be afraid, you know, to ask any questions. We'll, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Um, athletes that'll listen, you, know, you already know. If you need anything, you can reach out to uh, both uh, Nick and I, and we'll help you out as much as possible. And we're crossing our fingers for all the local athletes in the Roanoke area. That, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, man, that the sports can continue. I know you've been working your butts off. And uh, shows, shout out to all the athletes working in any facility in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, keep working hard. And um, if you have, again, if you have any questions, just let us know. All right. Keep you got it anything up, else, guys. Nick? Keep it up, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Yes, sir. All right. See you soon. See you.